Welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. And welcome back, guys. Hello. Welcome to episode number nine. I can't believe we're at number nine. Oh, Kirsty was just trying to mime that to me. I was like, what are you trying to say? It's like stupid girls, number nine. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, welcome back, guys. Um, how are you going, doll? I am good. Feeling good. Third week back at work. Is it third week back? Mm. Gosh, I don't even know. It is. It's all blending in one. I don't know where this year's going. I know. So everyone says that. Like, oh, time's just going so quick oh, at the moment. It's too late to set my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> my New Year's goals. Guys, go listen to our podcast last week on how to achieve what I you think want in 2020. The new year, yes, absolutely. The new, um, the new January is February. Yeah, exactly. That's what most people do. January is usually, no, we don't want to ever use the word January. It's a write-off, especially not with your health, guys. It's not the all or nothing approach. But but you don't have to have your life sorted out in January. No, don't think just because you haven't done your goal setting yet for Jan- in January, yeah, it means you can't do it all. Um, yes, intention this week. How are you? Great. <laughs> Pulled my back in my sleep, couldn't move my oh, neck. She's been stupid. so dramatic. Every time she's, she's actually like, so sore. Pretend she can't do any tasks. She's like, oh, no. I can't, I can't hold the shopping bags. And then we went and picked up the supplement, like massive box of supplements. She drove it all the way with me to pick them up <laughs> and leave. It's a waste of my time. And then she's like, oh, sorry, I can't lift the box. It's too heavy. <laughs> so I like had to walk across the road with like 90 Stupid kilos. Girl. It was not 90 kilos. Good. Oh. Definitely can't. Anyway, today's episode is going to be on, just so we can give you a prelude, on what is our catching title? How is stress causing your health issues? Yeah. How is stress, to be really dramatic, destroying your life? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think and as well, every single person can relate to this in some way or another. I can like feel my body beaming right now. I'm so passionate about this topic. Like this is like the pinnacle of what Nicole and I work with in clinic, hey? And it's not, yeah. It's what we see it's, day in day, day in and day out in clinic, and then we also, of course, are humans as well. So we definitely go mm. through our own stress and can completely understand how it affects our own body mm. and how, yeah, how much it can manifest mm. in so many different areas as 100%. well. Hundred percent. It is like it is essentially the number one driver of most people's health issues, or there's an element of it. But generally mm. speaking, our modern day world we live in, it is stress, cortisol. Our stress hormone is mm. just driving it. So to kind of start you guys off, so today we'll go into like what actually stress is, mm. what it looks like on more of a like a hormonal level. Mm. Um, the <laughs> you right, Del? <laughs> I'm just nodding it, agreeing. Mm. She's like she's blinking really slowly. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> you trying to do like a subtle oh, wink to me? Wink. <laughs> you look like you're like <laughs> anyway. You look like you're drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that i am back, sorry back to it um so we'll go you through like what actually stress looks like what it mm. looks like like you know your signs and symptoms in terms of like how you may present if your body is quite adrenally fatigued or mm. just um very stressed and then we'll also go through what health um causes it will cause and we'll look at um what health ha- causes it will, what health issues it thank may you cause. <laughs> the worst part was i didn't even pick up on saying <laughs> that wrong <laughs> Um, and then we'll go into some lifestyle considerations so like how to support your stress because everyone just thinks, oh, I should meditate and that's it. No, I'm not going to meditate. Sorry, I'm just stop doing that. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's just finding what works for you as well and everyone has their own way of supporting mm. that stress response but there's so many ways, of course, you can support it through lifestyle and it's just supporting stress adaptation because at the end of the day, stress is inevitable to some degree. Yeah. So it's how we manage it. Yeah. But, of course, our diet and nutrition also mm-hmm. plays a massive role. 100%. Which we're obviously very passionate about. So to start off with. Yes. So let's start with the two main. So the, you've got your central nervous system. How do we explain this? So the central nervous system is. So we've got your parasympathetic and your sympathetic. Yeah. So parasympathetic is our rest and digest. Yeah. So think when you're laying on a tropical island, having a sip of your cocktail. Yeah. Your. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be lovely? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're getting a facial, like you're just in that ultimate calm state. Yeah. And I remember when I was at uni, I'd always think parasympathetic equals poo. 
because <laughs> you can go to, to the toilet. And digest, yeah. Rest and digest. And then our sympathetic nervous system is more when our blood goes to our musculoskeletal system and we're in this flight or fight response. Um, so, so essentially like if you think about it, you're relaxing or your body system's working properly, you're in a parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic nervous system, which most of us are in all the time and the mm. term is like sympathetic nervous system dominance from mm. what most people live in these days. Mm. Your body literally thinks you're about to – you're being attacked by a tiger and it is trying to run. Mm. And the problem is is short-term amounts of that, so acute mm. sympathetic nervous system response is actually really good for you. Like mm. cold water therapy um, – like lots of things. It's like it's a very much needed response. Yeah. And like you have to be able to respond. It's needed for survival yeah, as survival. well in the caveman yeah. days. It's like running yeah. from a tiger. You have to, you know, the blood needs to go to your muscles to run. run. So you're yeah. in this sympathetic state. Yeah. yeah. But, but the problem is these days, as Kirsty said, most of us or a lot of us are just constantly in this sympathetic state. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah yeah so like we are just constantly whether we're in the on the way to work and we're stuck in traffic and we're stressing about not getting to work on time or in the shopping mm-hmm. uh, shopping center where the, you know we'll go through exactly like the different types of stress but like mm-hmm. it, people are chronically and they don't a lot of people don't realize how stressed out their bodies are yeah and then well, it becomes a normal state yeah for you. you're just if you're experiencing that day in day and out highly anxious and irritable and yeah. all the above and they don't realize it's not normal to live in this state yeah and then therefore they come to us in clinic with a million health issues and they don't realize that their driver of all their health issues is just stress yeah well, um, it's definitely a big and contributing cause yeah. yeah yeah so i guess yeah kind of what we said like yeah we're stuck in that fight and fights system. And like we said, it's really needed in short bursts. Mm-hmm. Now, the main hormones at play are here are well, cortisol is released mm-hmm. by the adrenal glands. And um, adrenaline. adrenaline. So they're the yeah. two main stress hormones that mm-hmm. are released in this response. Mm-hmm. So, um, And unfortunately, the chronic secretion of cortisol just overrides so many body systems. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're kind of talking about. Yeah. Blood sugar, thyroid, gut. Yeah, everything. So it's, yeah, really a contributing cause to so many like chronic health conditions Mm. as well and it can show up in many different ways. So, for example, stress or chronic stress can lead to elevated blood pressure, insomnia, Mm -hmm. IBS, poor immune system and can also really lead to um, hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. for women, weight gain. Mm -hmm. It really is a driver for so many different areas. So that is why we want to support in the 100%. best way possible. And one of the most common side effects is um, of stress is that adrenal exhaustion picture. Yeah. Um, so the adrenals are responsible for releasing our stress hormones and also play an important role in regulating our blood sugar levels and maintaining energy. So if you're always fatigued, there's a state mm. potentially that your adrenal glands are just being like overworked. Yeah, or if your cortisol is spiking at like wrong times of the day. Yeah. Like for example, I had a client come in the other day and it was quite a big sign of more like adrenal exhaustion mm. is he was um, exhausted during like the morning, the whole day mm-hmm. and then just before bed he gets like a massive yep. spike and in wired. energy yep. and he's wired and yep. he can't sleep. So your cortisol is just dysregulated and then yep. that, yeah, obviously manifests. Yeah. With 100%. And because like in clinic um, at Pure Health, Nicole and I will um, often test, we'll either do, we don't do it as often because we can do it um, through GPs for free, but um, we'll use saliva cortisol testing. Otherwise we use blood testing. Mm. And that blood test cortisol, while it's not, nothing's 100% accurate, it mm. does give us a good indication on where someone's like what's happening in their body. Yeah. And you do that cortisol test first thing in the morning, like 7.30, between 7.30 and 8. Obviously mm. no exercise, rested, like straight out of bed, pretty much straight to the pathology centre. Yeah. And we can see if that cortisol is like so roughly, like generally we want to see it sitting around 250 to be optimum. And we'll see some people up at like 900. Mm. I've had cases up in the thousands. Um, and then you'll also see what Nicole's just explained is really low cortisol. Yep. And this is where the cortisol is in reverse. And that's where that adrenal exhaustion picture is more mm. falling into where it's blunted yep. because it's exhaustion. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that can give you like a base measurement. As Kirst said, it's, you know, not always super accurate. Mm. And it can be dependent on your acute stress response. Mm. So for example, if you're really scared of blood yes. tests, yes. your cortisol will probably like, be quite perfect high. Perfect example, I had a patient and he kept coming back with seven at 700, which is obviously extremely high. Yeah. And um, the doctor that we um, 
our doctor that we refer to, um, she was like, yeah, let's do a quarter, a saliva test because mm. obviously you're not going to be stuck in a fight and flight mm. state for a saliva test. Yeah. And, yeah, it came back normal. So that's yeah. always a good way as well because yeah, we just like couldn't body. help but be feel really stressed by this blood test. Yeah. So like I said, it's not 100% accurate but we can see as well like any pathology testing we use apart from like generally nutrients are very accurate the first time you get them done. But like any other hormone we test, you have to do collectively like a few different readings mm. over time to kind of get a gauge of what is going mm. on, if that makes sense. Whereas yeah. if you get a really high or really low reading as a one-off blood, you can't act too much on that one-off reading as well mm-hmm. to be Absolutely. accurate. Yeah, you need multiple readings. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that kind of explains that. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. So getting into it, as we said, so stress is part of our everyday mm. life. So the goal is to find a healthy stress response. 100%. But first, let's go into types of yep. stress because so, it's not just one type of stress. Yeah, and a lot yep. of people don't realise this. So do you want to start with the first one? Yeah. So, I mean, this is probably a common one that most people can relate to as well is more emotional mm-hmm. stress. So this can be caused by things like anxiety, depression, being in a toxic relationship, mm. going through grief, that can cause obviously a lot yeah. of stress on yeah. your body. So, and this is the thing I think a lot of people sometimes don't realise because it's not seen, I mean, like, yes, in society these days, a lot more people go see psychologists. Mm. I wish I could make everyone go see. I feel a like therapist. you say this to everyone. I know. Podcast. But it's like, it's just yeah. insane. Very you know. about it, yeah. Like, it's just like a lot of people don't realise how much um, emotional stress is going on in their mm. life. And that's driving a lot of people suppress emotions because in society, I've got a massive rampage here, but yeah. in society, it's like you're seen as you can only show happy emotion. That's the only emotion yeah. you can show. Yeah. It's not okay to be sad. It's not okay to be angry. So we suppress our emotions and suppressing that emotion causes stress absolutely even <clears throat> excuse me um even recently sorry just on a really quick side tangent mm. i was reading a study done um one of our friends he's doing his phd and he looked at clinical psychologist and the emotional stress of working as a clinical psychologist mm. because you have to just suppress your emotions mm. because obviously in a professional setting you can't show that emotion you can't start crying when your client's crying yeah. you can't react yeah so suppressing that um, I guess what's that physiological response that you mm. want to show towards that person going through something traumatic? Yeah. You can't. So that causes emotional stress on the practitioner. So that just kind of gives you guys an understanding on what emotional stress looks like. And yeah. it is very common these days. Um, Absolutely. Then there's physical stress. So mm-hmm. what this will look like is a lot of things, but one of the big things we'll see is people overtraining. Mm-hmm. But it's not like just overtraining is the one physical stress. What happens is when you've got a like emotional stress going on in your life, so like to summarise, your body can't differentiate stress. So mm. if you've got a lot of emotional stress happening, you've also got physical stress, so you're overtraining, you're training seven times a week doing a, like hit sessions, 45-minute hit sessions. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly secreting cortisol then. And then environmentally, um, which can be exposure to toxins, household cleaning products, um, pesticides you say um, alcohol no alcohol mm. what other things um smoking smoking yeah yeah even perfumes perfumes yeah yeah so like if you're getting exposed to all of these things collectively so you've got a tox like you're in a really hectic relationship mm-hmm. then you've also overtraining. you're doing seven hit sessions a week mm-hmm. you also might have some food intolerances going on you're eating an inflammatory diet or you could be under eating your body mm-hmm. stress because you're not getting the right nutrients this is true. In. very good point Nicole. <laughs> um and then yeah you're exposed to a lot of environmental toxins the body is like Hang on, mate. Yeah. (laughs) I am so stressed. Yeah, absolutely. But then you could be like, oh, but I love my jobs. That work's not stressful. So I'm not really a stressed person, but really there's quite a lot of Mm. underlying drivers. So it can be sometimes, as we said, hard to recognize Mm. exactly what stress responses are going on in your body. For a lot of people, it's pretty obvious when you're Mm. stressed, but it is interesting. So in my consults, I often ask my clients, so how are your stress levels? A lot of the time people just laugh at me because they're bloody high yeah but also a lot of people like well if like i would i always say if you were to rate that on a scale Mm. of one to ten ten being the highest what would it be and a lot of the time they're like i don't know like because i guess Mm. stress is so subjective Mm. so we all view it and perceive it in different Mm. ways and i think even for males you know i was just about to say that they have to like you know act like they're always you know What's like in control and they're never stressed. In, and, and tough. You would sign a weakness yeah. if you show that you're 
you can't handle yeah. it. So, so like, even to omit your stress mm. is a big step forward because yeah. that's when you can create positive change. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll say and don't I don't want to ever generalise but generally speaking like mm. from a percentage base like most females will be obviously very open to saying like I feel stressed, like I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Whereas most males we see like you'll get a few but most will be like, no, I don't like no, stress. No, I'm not stressed. No, no, <laughs> life's pretty good, you know, just get on with it, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Um, and that's probably the most common response we'll get out of the female versus male um situation there so it's really interesting but yeah it's all and it's all how you've been raised as well like if you've always Mm. been told as a kid like get on with it like you know blah 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 like you know life's tough life's tough go with it you know you're not you're not going to really perceive it as stress so it is very much a subjective Mm. um measuring of what is stress yeah but that's where you need to look into how your body is responding and mm. what's going on with that. How you, how is your body um, perceiving mm. that stress response and how is that manifesting? 100%. So you yeah. might not think like you're feeling, you don't might not know your stress but then you'll... Mentally. Mentally. Maybe. But then you start to look at all these physical, yeah. physical manifestations of stress. That's then you're like, oh, crap, I'm... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right. So let's go a bit into that. So ways that stress can influence our body. So I this listed chronic, a few before. So and when we're saying what we're essentially saying is stress equals high cortisol. Yeah. Yeah. So when your body's in that constant state of high cortisol, yeah. things like this can happen. So a big one as nutritionists we have to touch on is depletion of nutrients. Mm-hmm. When your body's stressed, it is chewing through your nutrients mm-hmm. because it is in that flight or fire like response. Like it uses so much and then mm-hmm. we're not we're not replenishing them adequately mm. through diet because we're so stressed. We're not eating right also. Or you're also then not absorbing, absorbing your yeah. nutrients. So as I said to you guys before, which we'll get to the gut, like your gut, the last thing your gut is thinking about doing is being like, yeah, I'm going to absorb your nutrients nutrients when you're, you're trying to run away from in the, the parasympathetic so mm. parasympathetic as we say is that rest and digest mm-hmm. so even like these days when we're eating and i'm sometimes bad for this mm. as well is we're on our phone and we're not mindfully mm. eating so our body is still like then viewing all these things on social media or whatever you may be looking at and you're not actually in a parasympathetic state to yep. digest your food yep. so yeah, your body is not prioritizing your digestion, 100%. therefore it's not prioritizing the absorption of 100%. your nutrients. Yeah. So, so yeah, not only are you rapidly using up a lot more nutrients yeah, as you're stressed, but also a lot of time, yeah, we're not relaxed when we're eating and yeah. therefore we're not absorbing our nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, even obviously post eating when everything's getting broken down. Yeah. Um so our not we'll go into strategies later, but best thing with that is like making sure you really don't eat if you're busy rushing around. Like mm. you want to sit. Few deep breaths before your meal and then eat. Yeah. Don't eat when you're in that fight or Just fight. Just do the best you can yep. with even five minutes if that's all you've got. Okay. Um, so quality of sleep. So insomnia is yep. like that's I think one of the biggest signs yep. when your body stresses oh, when you're not 100%. sleeping well. And sleep is so is it the white road to be underrated? Like people don't realise how important sleep mm. is. Like they come wanting these big answers. Some people do. Wanting big answers of like all these things going on, but they're not sleeping. And like you wonder why. Or they, got, they can't – like I have so many patients that mm. can't sleep properly or wake up during the night and it's like, mm. dull, you need to go see a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot more to it than just that. But um, yeah. <clears throat> But insomnia, poor sleep quality comes down to like people got a racing mind, too much yeah. on their mind. Because they're not dealing with their stress. Yeah. Um. So having, you know, really good nighttime routine and, you know, talking to a therapist and having strategies to support that stress front, you'll find you'll work well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously in clinic we also prescribe a few amazing supplements to help yeah. calm the mind And as get well. your – or reset your body's natural circadian rhythm. So yeah. as I was saying before with one of my clients, with them being wide awake and wired just before bedtime, mm. we want to support that at first naturally through supplementation there's amazing nutrients to mm-hmm. support that and some good and foods. then that can get your body like a bit more reset and responding yeah. with that cortisol 100 percent. yeah um and then as we already touched on oh, then blood pressure that's a big one mm, hypertension mm-hmm. yes so i mean i think that is quite like a common knowledge one that with blood pressure a lot of i mean lots of gps will obviously 
speak it out that as well with the mm. patients if they've got that that stress is a big driver for that yeah because um, especially when you can see like your stereotypical or like what's based on the most amount of evidence you're like she's this person is not a smoker they're not technically they're still in a healthy weight BMI, range yeah. bmi um they don't really smoke or drink much mm-hmm. alcohol and they've got like obviously there's more factors to high blood pressure there's genetic yeah. factors but yeah, I've Absolutely. got clients before being on like really, really high dose medication yeah. for their blood pressure. They just can't even get it down because their stress yeah. is so high. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Another big one um, we see as well a lot of the time in clinic is blood oh, sugar dysregulation. So which common. often can manifest with insulin resistance mm-hmm. as well. So what kind of happens as well when we're stressed? Mm-hmm. So when our cortisol rises, so does our blood glucose mm-hmm. because it needs a quick burst of energy or glucose to run away, to from, run away from a tiger. So then – Therefore, if you've chronically got high cortisol, your blood sugar levels are elevating and then this can manifest with that blood sugar dysregulation mm-hmm. throughout the day. Um, and then hence you have heaps of sugar cravings, energy crashes, yeah. you're really irritable. Yeah, like, which is and common then, signs for that blood sugar, mm-hmm. blood sugar dysregulation. Or, for example, we might then even just have a coffee first thing in the morning mm-hmm. without any food. Mm-hmm. That spikes your cortisol mm-hmm. and then that spikes your blood sugar. And mm-hmm. this is a really common theme I see in clinic is, yeah, that blood sugar dysregulation and those crashes. So such a simple thing you can do is just making sure to have a coffee after your breakfast. Like mm-hmm. give it 15 minutes and it can obviously help with that. Ideally like one to two two hours after waking as well and yeah. with food and that yeah. will stop that yeah the dramatic drop as well highs and lows yeah so yeah and then of course with insulin resistance that can be a big driver mm-hmm. which is all kind of interconnected as mm-hmm. well um also with your hunger and satiety signaling mm-hmm. that can be really disrupted when you're stressed yep um so, so things like ghrelin all these different hunger um hormones get mm. um interfered with by cortisol so cortisol once again disrupts this whole system cortisol interrupts every system pretty much well it as kirstie said it overrides everything yeah, it so does. that's more where it's prioritized yeah because stress. you're trying to your body is so smart it's trying to save you from this tiger yeah. but apparently there's, there's no tiger around guys and yeah 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 so um, yeah you're your satiety so you won't so you won't know when you're like when you're in a state of stress you won't know when you're full you're yeah. like the hunger satiety signals signaling. yeah satiety signaling is impaired and all these things so mm. um, so that can lead to obviously overeating mm-hmm. um but then it might go to the extreme of also obviously when chronically stressed you may not want to eat mm-hmm. your appetite gets quite suppressed yeah because yep. it's not prioritizing that and therefore you start to slow down your metabolism because when your body is in a massive calorie deficit because you're not hungry your body will burn muscle over fat and therefore metabolism starts to drop and that's where you also see weight gain as well absolutely um and then this is where it also ties in with like food cravings so as sugar. we said with yeah blood sugar dysregulation well, as and then well. there's also the salt the adrenal exhaust, like the adrenal yeah, picture. Yeah, often if you are craving salt, that can be a sign of also more adrenal exhaustion mm-hmm. as well. So your body is very intelligent. It's always giving you the signs and signals. You just need to listen to it. Um, but, yeah, so food cravings, like we said, with sugar cravings with your blood sugar levels are very common. Obviously, mood fluctuations are a big one with stress, <laughs> irritability, anger, yep. sad, emotional. Anxiety, like low yeah. mood. Like they're all signs of like your body's mm-hmm. stress response just like over exhausted absolutely over exhausted yeah um so yeah like if you're finding you're really irritable all the time or like really mm. emotional or angry um or yeah. just your shoe your shoes your fuse is really short like you're snapping mm. your kids you're snapping at your husband you're snapping at your friends like you're yeah. just like ready in that like because that's the thing your body's like ready to fight like mm. it's fight or fight and it's just over exhausted it's over exhausted yeah, yeah. So then, of course, with IBS, this is a really, really common one we see. And the gut and the brain are so interconnected, literally interconnected through the vagus nerve. So that is probably one of the most common drivers almost for gut health concerns or with irritable bowel syndrome or even other digestive concerns like like IBD. insane. Like you definitely can't, like obviously you can't, there's no black and white answer, but I would say based on what we see in clinic, you could never say that there's not one patient out there that doesn't have a percentage of their IBS driven by stress. Mm. Like some patients it might be 90% driven by stress and some mm. patients it's 40%. Like obviously mm. we look at the gut microbiome and obviously um, and the gut microbiome being out of balance also can cause a stress on the body. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, that's where this um, gut-directed hypnotherapy comes in, which is pretty amazing at um, rewiring this gut-brain axis yeah. dysregulation. Um, so Monash University developed an app called Nerva. Actually works so well. And I think we may have spoken about this in one of our um, IBS podcasts, mm. but it is so interesting just how powerful it is, mm. yeah, with supporting your body's vagus nerve and, yeah, reducing any visceral hypersensitivity or pain mm-hmm. signaling with your gut. So, so yeah, so to anyone out there because I know how common IBS is, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, it is common in women and you're getting diarrhoea or you can't go mm-hmm. to the toilet, you're always constipated, mm-hmm. like you go very irregularly, um, mm-hmm. nausea, flatulence, all those kind of signs and symptoms, like you want to also start, like, yes, you want to look into it with a clinical nutritionist. Yeah. Pure health. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you want to, like, start, yeah, support your stress. Yeah. There's also some amazing clinics out there that do the gut-directed hypnotherapy as oh, well. Oh, yeah, amazing. Mm. But, yeah, as well as, like, the common ones, like before a running race, you have butterflies mm. in your stomach or you, yeah, like people obviously often experience, like, even looser stools and things like that. So it can go varying from one extreme to the next yeah. with that kind of gut. Related response. Um, And then, yeah, thyroid dysfunction. So cortisol can inhibit the conversion of T4 to T3. Um, So obviously our thyroid controls like everything in the body pretty much. So we do need your thyroid functioning really well. Sleep, mood, temperature regulation, weight, so your metabolism. Yeah. Um, And you can end up with hypo. Um, Even like severe cortisol can cause... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, can cause um, obviously like dysregulating hyper as well, but yeah. um, very commonly hypothyroidism, very common yeah. one. So yeah, unfortunately, the thyroid really. Um, and then also, like we we're saying before, it uses up a lot of your nutrients. Mm. So therefore, your thyroid is missing out on nutrients, and therefore, mm. once again, manufacturing those thyroid hormones is once again a problem. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so pretty much it just affects and every then, body system. Yeah, and then the weight gain picture. So like essentially your body with the cortisol. Mm. Once again, you're lasting your body. When the body, like Nicole was explaining before with the glucose picture, mm. the body is like, no, 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 we are not burning and metabolizing fat right now. Yeah. We need to access this glucose quick mm-hmm. and... So your body is prioritizing glucose over burning fat, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that can be, yeah, a common underlying driver with like inability to lose weight if you do have that chronic secretion of cortisol, um, impairing that response. And then as, yeah, we spoke about with your blood sugar dysregulation, that can obviously then affect your metabolic pathways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And make it harder to shift weight. Yeah, 100%. Because the prolonged cortisol production can lead to the dysregulation of the HPA axis as well, um, which may lead to the alterations in blood glucose, which is yeah. kind of what we were touching on before. And then this, then, um, and re- regulations and satiety signaling telling us we're full um, and then causing metabolic issues and fat accumulation. So mm-hmm. that's a big picture as well. So hence, if you can't lose weight, there's a good chance that stress is playing a role as well. And hence, in clinic at Pure Health, we have our holistic weight loss program and we look at all the underlying driving factors mm. of why a person can't lose weight. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, stress is one of them, um, yeah. cortisol. So, yeah. Um, and then so signs, kind of slightly tipped on, touched on this already, um, but, yeah, signs, your nervous system needs some support, but, like, you feel stressed regularly, constantly in fight or flight mode. Mm. You crave sugar or starches all the time. You're addicted to coffee and energy drinks. Um, you don't sleep well. You wake up. You don't wake up feeling rested, so you're always waking up feeling really tired, no matter mm. how much sleep you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, often feel tired as well throughout the day. You feel anxious. Um, you feel that they're on enough hours in the day yeah, because <laughs> you're just burnt out. out. Yep. And then just feeling – and then you're overthinking a lot of things as well because the mind's just constantly racing, yeah. sucking that fight and fight. Yeah. So, so those are a few signs and symptoms. Once again, very subjective. Like, yes, you can have one or two of them. It doesn't necessarily mean you have like a cortisol issues, but there's a good chance. Yeah. And as we said at the very start, it's not like stress is a bad thing. Stress is mm. a healthy response. So if you're getting short bursts of that, you know, and it's a good sign sometimes if you're like getting a little bit of adrenaline maybe before doing a speech because it means you care and your body mm. is really obviously getting into that frame. But it's, yeah, the chronic 
secretion is more the issue. Actually, even another one we haven't really touched on another sign that your body can be really stressed is constantly having to go see a chirophysio with all these joint musculoskeletal issues. Like, like honestly, like, I mean, I'm not a chiro, I'm not a physio, but like, you know, we've we've got a lot of good friends out there that are and yeah, yeah, most people are coming in. I can't, once again, I can't claim this, but like from what I hear from these people, like a lot of people that come see chiros, physios, their major issues, stress and their body is just so tight and they've constantly got injuries yeah. and muscle pain, joint pain due to stress mm. as well. So that's a big one. If you if you know, if you're like, oh, I'm not really stressed and then you're like, oh, I have to see my chiro or physio all the time and yeah. I've got all these issues going on, that means there's a lot of inflammation and there's a lot of stress going on yeah. in the body. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we've already touched on that. All right, so... This is actually going through quite quickly. <laughs> so now we're going to go into a few tips um, or dietary and lifestyle considerations to support a healthy nervous system. Because you're sitting here and you're like, oh, okay, great. We've established I'm stressed. We've acknowledged your stress now. So what, what can, can we, we do? do? So first of all, I know like I started this podcast, a lot of people are like, oh, well, what am I meant to do? Like I can't just go sit and meditate every day, like blah, mm. blah, like Yes, meditation is not for everyone, but you will find even doing things like we were talking about before, even um, just like downloading the Calm app or even if you do deal with IBS, the um, Nerve app. um, I think the best way to start with meditation is, yeah, having um, like someone speaking you through it Mm. just to get you in that mind space. Mm. And I think the biggest thing is like when we consider these lifestyle considerations, we're like, oh, we don't have time for it. Yeah. But you're just not prioritising it. And <laughs> That's also all you need is five minutes a day. Yeah. Like five minutes in the morning, set your alarm yeah. five minutes earlier. That's all you need to do. It doesn't have to be an hour of your day where you do this deep med- meditation, mm. hypnotherapy mm. and you know, it literally could be five minutes of some deep breathing. 100%. Yeah. So if you're sitting here being like, well, I don't have time for to make changes. Like I don't have time for this stuff. All you're saying is you don't prioritize. It's not a priority for you. Or you don't value it enough. Maybe not acknowledging it yet. And that's okay. But it's mm. just, yeah, start gently with yourself. Mm-hmm. And as I said, five minutes a day. So yeah, meditation, there's great apps out there. Breathing it sounds so simple, but it's so important. And it stimulates um, the vagus nerve as well. I actually was watching, um, and if anyone hasn't watched this, mm. you definitely should, um, the documentary Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. You know, it's on Disney Plus, but it's just a really interesting series about like longevity and but also really goes into how the stress, how stress affects your body and it kind of breaks it down mm. as well. But they went through... Um, Square box breathing as well, where you breathe in four, hold four, release four, and then you just repeat that mm-hmm. like eight times. But yeah, it's so interesting because then he would be put in these like extreme situations, like walking on a crane at the top of a massive building, and he had to practice that breathing. And you could see his heart rate just going yeah, down, and he was in an extreme stress response. So they're putting everyday simple stress tasks like supporting stress tasks into high stress Mm -hmm. situations and how it affects the body so Mm -hmm. and it's simple and you can do it and like at the end of the day guys you do have control over these things like a lot of people like to I know this could sound really harsh and like a lot of people have stuff going on there's some things that stress in our life that are out of our control like a sick Mm. family member or something like that but then you still have a level of um, ownership over things Responsibility. responsibility and it's acknowledging okay fuck, I've got a lot going on Mm. right now. I'm feeling so overwhelmed. How can I support myself at the moment? Like it's more coming from a place of self-compassion than putting more pressure on yourself and making yourself work harder. It's just saying, okay, I need to take a step back or like how can I adjust my routine accordingly to how I'm feeling? So yeah, yeah, put less on your to-do list. Make or prioritise that extra five, ten minutes a day for yourself. 100%. And instead of like falling into that kind of victim mindset being like, oh, why is this happening to me? Like there's nothing I can do about it. Like there's so much you can do to support your body. Mm. It's just – using the right tools. Yeah, I think as we were saying, it's just stress is inevitable, mm. unfortunately. So it's, you know, you're going to go through waves where you might not feel as stressed and then there's going to be situations that arise where you feel mm. more stressed. But it's like if only there would never be anything, but that's just life. And it it's always life. teaching you something. Yeah. So it's just learning to respond to it and finding ways that work for you yeah. and that you respond well to. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just about what makes you feel good. Mm. Like if it's even just calling a friend, like having a cup of tea in the sun, going, you know, if you love nature, go for a 
beach swim or go for a walk yeah, just 100%. getting outdoors I, I love like, gets your body into that parasympathetic yeah. system like i love active meditation as well where simpler like when you're out walking like looking up at the trees what do they look like what does the air smell mm. like what does the breeze feel like on your skin when you're in the shower what does it feel like with the water coming down on my skin mm. as opposed to thinking about the 50 things you need to do in the future and the 50 million things you did quote unquote wrong in the past or need to be executed mm. again or whatever it may be mm-hmm. that is when you're in that stress stress state when you're in the moment thinking about how the water feels on your skin taking mm. some deep breaths that's a form of meditation and can really mm. put you back into that parasympathetic nervous system yeah absolutely um, so yeah i think i find i love just like laying on my bed doing some t- deep tummy breathing for literally like three minutes if i or even you know if i'm like in the shower or whatever and if i just need to like kind of de-stress myself a bit mm. so you have your breath we all have access to mm. our breath and it's pretty powerful what it can do and i know it sounds a little bit left field but it's actually insane oh it's so important um and then even things like yoga and pilates are amazing yeah um, and then acupuncture po- oh is so really yeah. amazing we use acupuncture chinese acupuncture um here in perth like nicole and i with our patients yeah. all the time we go to get it ourselves mm-hmm. but it's pretty insane like mm. what it does to the body like it just once again kind of helps override that stress response mm. um like it, yeah we um, refer heaps of our patients to um, East Meets West Acupuncture in Chilwood Hill um, and the team there are amazing. So mm-hmm. if you need a good acupuncturist, um, yeah, they've changed heaps of our patients' lives and I for myself feel so much better for mm-hmm. it. Um, so your acupuncture, journaling, um, prioritising sleep is a big one as we spoke about before. So making sleep a massive priority. Yeah, so having those sleep hygiene principles, mm-hmm. so even if it's like half an hour before bed, switch your phone off, reduce that blue light exposure. Mm-hmm. I know everyone probably hears this a million times, but it is really important. Mm. And just do something that calms you down. So instead of, yeah, watching a TV show, read a book, mm-hmm. have a warm shower, just 100%. get your body ready for that. I think as well another big one is setting boundaries. So, mm. you know, setting boundaries of yourself with everything not being a people pleaser not saying yes like mm. do things that feel good and you want to do um so it's also like setting boundaries with your phone like turning off like making a rule no phone after eight o'clock at night yeah. like yes you can watch a bit of tv or whatever but like no phones and computers emails mm. after eight o'clock every single weeknight yeah and like you know having those boundaries so with friends and not saying yes all the time or whatever it may be and i think boundaries are a really big one if you don't mm-hmm. have clear boundaries at the moment that's going to be also exacerbating stress mm-hmm. um and then as we've said before i've like hands down the research shows like psychological intervention for mm. supporting your mental well-being is massive mm. i think so, it's becoming more normalized it is. as well like i know even from like my friendship groups like it's so common for people to be seen mm. like a mindset coach or a psychologist and mm-hmm. it's you talk about it more openly mm. and no one's like oh you're seeing a psychologist like, no it's like, oh cool yeah i'm seeing one too like it's so 100%. helpful and i think i think we said this in a podcast but it's like um it's like you're not going mm. because you're at a state of yeah we did how did you word that so you're not so the thing these days which is pretty cool which is happening more and more still needs to be a bigger movement but you're going to a psychologist from a place of like wanting to better yourself yeah and not going from a place of deficit or Mm. like a um um, deficiency mindset so yeah. you're, you're not going to see a psychologist or a therapist when you're feeling anxious or burnt out or like you can obviously it's amazing too but like you're going there when you're like okay I want to improve my mental health and well-being I want or to how like, I respond to stress how and, I respond to and stress. learning my behavior behavior behind mm, that and how 100%. I'm responding to it it's so interesting it you're, is you don't even realize how you respond to like I always say this to you guys, but you don't have to have gone through the most crazy childhood or life. Like you can have had a very quote unquote normal life and still go see a psychologist. I like, I can't explain enough as you can tell. I'm very passionate about this. I think everyone should see a therapist and it is very, there's a lot more accessible these days as well. Um, Like I know there's even online ones you can see these days as well if you're in remote Mm -hmm. rural towns, but obviously you also do get like mental health care packages through GPs and things like that. And then there's also some amazing like life coaches out there that can also offer you um, that are certified life coaches that are amazing. And we refer um, to Samantha Fluke at the Core Health and she is amazing. We send heaps of our patients there. And then we also have quite a few clean psychs around Perth that we refer to as well. So Mm. mixture of them. Um, and then the coffee one is a big one. Yeah. So we're getting into the coffee one. Let's talk about nutritional considerations and get straight into that. Well, Um, should we start that as number one? 
Yeah. So explore how caffeine affects you. So, I mean, you can be a fast metabolizer or a coffee metabolizer. So caffeine can affect everyone in different ways. Mm -hmm. But if you are noticing that you get like anxiety, heart palpitations Mm -hmm. um, from drinking caffeine, Mm -hmm. obviously that's a big sign that you need to reduce your intake or swap it to a decaf. Yeah. Um, and then like we said, rule of thumb is make sure you wait one to two hours before waking. If we have a coffee, mm. have it with food. Stop oh, that after water. food. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. And aim for like one shot max to a day if you can. Yeah, one to two a day before 10 to 11 o'clock. Yeah. 12 um, the latest. Yeah. So yeah, don't yeah, have explore any how it affects ones. you though. Because sometimes once again, it's like your normal. You just have it first thing in the morning. You don't even think about it. But just try like not having it one day, which if it's if you're getting withdrawals at the sign, you're heavily dependent on it yeah. as well, like headaches, irritability, I fatigue. Also find anyone that's quite dependent on like and they're already and maybe up at four or five shots a day, like split when you order a coffee or make a coffee, have a single shot per mm. serve and you massively so you say you're you can have wanna have two shots a day, you do one at like eight o'clock and one at ten o'clock or whatever. Mm. And then just split those shots over two and that makes a big difference yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. So also increasing good quality protein. So protein is essential for so many different reasons. The body it contains amino acids, mm-hmm. which are the building blocks in your body, but it's incredibly important for your nervous system mm-hmm. functioning. So it also plays a big role in the synthesis of your neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. So serotonin, GABA, dopamine. Serotonin. <laughs> serotonin. <laughs> Did I say serotonin? I think I was gonna I was combining it with dopamine. <laughs> I just combined the two together. Love it. Um, <laughs> serotonin. But essentially all these neurotransmitters mm. are really essential for regulating mood, mm-hmm. stress, anxiety, energy production, all all these really yeah. essential pathways. So protein is essential for building and, that. And a lot of people are low protein. They're missing protein in their breakfast. They're not having enough mm. in their lunch. So so we want good quality sources of protein and ideally getting in three times a day. All our requirements are going Definitely to be different based on our yeah. Yeah, like physical exertion, our body mass, mm-hmm. et cetera. But aiming for three times a day for good quality sources like whether it's chicken, turkey, eggs, beef, lamb or fish. vegan sources like tempeh, tofu, yeah, fish, seafood, protein powder, just to add it a in good there, quality seeds. One. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so aim for a source three times a day. And yeah. it's also really essential for stabilizing your blood sugar yeah. levels. So it supports um, the regulation and not causing those big dips throughout the day. And it does support weight loss as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then increasing your complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So your complex carbs um, are really essential also for your adrenal system and nourishing your adrenals. So 100%. especially even having some complex carbs at night time mm-hmm. can be really important for aiding your sleep response. So that might be brown rice, sweet potatoes, some pumpkin, beetroot, quinoa. Mm-hmm. Have You don't have to have a massive portion but just have a portion on your plate. Yeah. Um, whether that be, yeah, at dinner, like I said, it's a good time to support that um, sleep response but also – having that in your breakfast like a good quality oats or at lunch as well so um and then also um like another topic another time but going too low low carb actually is really like bad for your hormones and your cortisol so any low carb diets like yes very very short term maybe like two weeks or something like that Mm. could be okay but like long term low carb is just not good Mm. for your hormones absolutely Um, so yeah like you don't carbs are really important i know everyone thinks cut carbs for weight loss like yeah you can go lower carb and when i say lower carb needs to be over 100 grams still yeah um yeah but yeah you need carbs um and then food intolerances so So, yeah essentially if you do have a food intolerance that can create stress on your body Mm. and generate inflammation as well Mm -hmm. so yeah obviously common signs of food intolerances are digestive disturbances if you're noticing bloating bloating sorry dissension um pain Mm -hmm. after eating certain foods but it can manifest in other ways as well well. skin issues and that's one thing we actually haven't spoken about as well another one that might for a lot of people is like eczema psoriasis yes you can have more of a genetic factor with them but they are definitely signs your body's stressed when they Mm. flare up badly or when you're getting them yeah um i used to be covered in eczema and then ever since i yeah yeah. and ever since i've like fix with my gut and stuff like that and yeah. that, my eczema's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like your most common food intolerances um, are generally like gluten, dairy, um, soy, eggs and peanuts, your main like, aller- like 
ones that are mm. big ones. But you don't want to just go cut these things out. You mm. definitely need to, yeah, work with a nutritionist. Um, but there's also a lot more other ones, but those are big ones. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely find gluten is a big one in clinic. Yes. Um, and then yeah, reducing pro. So now I actually want to really quickly give some everyone a really quick thirty second understanding of processed food, pro, like processed foods. So every food apart from like, but even like an apple to some extent now is like has had a processing technique because it's like been. There's been mm. a process pulling it off a tree mm. and then washing it and then mm. taking it to the shops. But there's like, you know, rice that's been processed to an extent of like getting it from the ground and washing it, putting it into packets. Yeah. So there's a level of processing to most foods we eat. Mm. So the key is we want to avoid ultra processed foods. Mm. So you want to avoid eating anything that's had many processing techniques done to it, if that makes sense. So to create a refined, refined product. So yeah. So obviously rice, quinoa, oats, um, obviously like all your fruit and veggies, meats, nuts and seeds, they're all whole foods. They mm. haven't had any closest to their natural, natural state, state as possible. Yeah. Whereas a refined or ultra processed process um, is more commonly found, not obviously like rice is found mm. in packaged foods, but often yeah, found in like packaged mm. products like cakes, biscuits, mm. pastries, um, pastries, sauces. Yeah. Like all those sorts so of things they in the shop. contain refined sugars um, and yeah. Lots of, but the thing is not refined even just refined flowers. sugars, flat, like yeah, just like vegetable oils, like you've got the refined, like all the different additives, preservatives, yeah. emulsifiers, everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so vegetable oil is funny. Oh, I mean. Vegetable oils. Vegetable oils. Yeah. Um, and all those like just crap added to them and that's yeah. what's causing a lot of inflammation and stress on the body as well. So eating a whole food diet, which is pure health. Eoth. Eoth? Eoth. 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 Oh, my gosh. Eoth? I don't, I don't even know. know. We should record podcasts early in the morning. We're just – it's not even that early. But We shouldn't, did you say? I said we shouldn't. Oh, I feel like Take. if we did it in the afternoon it would be way worse. Maybe after a glass. Um, that's just our style. We're just <laughs> silly girls. Um, but yeah, really, really important. And then another one also we forgot to add into. Um, oh, and then nutritional. Cons- sorry, and then sorry. No, I realised we got more written. Um, and then in terms of um your nutrients. So as we said before, like your nutrients are so important, and you rapidly run through them. But there's a lot of imp- nutrients that are really important for the central nervous system. Um, but things like magnesium. It, so important you rapidly use through that and yeah actually having the therapeutic dosage of it as well is really important yeah magnesium is just important for so many different it's like the ones reactions in the body but it is benefit from. yeah it's really good for calming the nervous system aiding sleep so obviously you can get great forms of magnesium supplementation form you can also find in like cacao and dark chocolate mm-hmm. everyone would like that one you much better seeds, take magnesium almonds, spinach avocado dark leafy greens yeah and you might yeah. t- better take powdered form of magnesium because yeah. you absorb way Find more than a good quality, quality practitioner one. No, nah, biocidicals for like um people that are just buying. If you don't yeah. have a practitioner, aiming for like ideally three hundred milligrams. So someone that just wants to get a therapeutic, yeah, therapeutic dosage. And if someone just wants to get magnesium off the shelf and obviously can't go through a practitioner, like we have some insane mm. brands, but um, biocidicals is probably the best non-practitioner brand that you can buy from. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. Um, and then like all your B vitamins, essential for stress adaptation and energy. Yep. Um, and then vitamin C as well is really important for the adrenal glands. And the last one is adaptogens. So adaptogens essentially help your body adapt to stress. But mm. we love things like ashwagandha slash withania, um, licorice. There's a lot of really beautiful ones out there that really yeah. support and nourish their adrenal do glands. Play a oh, they work like immediate kind of. Yeah, effect. like insane. Like I remember even just like my ex me used to be really bad. Like obviously when I worked on my gut, it ma- healed massively. But I just found even taking adaptogens, um, like massively. Yeah, like, you and can irritability buy them as well. Like yeah. ashwagandha. Yeah, ashwagandha is um, amazing. Powdered forms. Um, I love it. Like mushroom complexes. Yeah, mushroom complexes. And then yeah. things like camu, camu powder, which is obviously a very potent source, food source of yep. vitamin C. Um, obviously like your berries and things like that. Obviously have lots of good antioxidants in them yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, there's a lot you can do with your diet to support stress as well. Um, but, yeah, so there is a lot to consider. I feel like we've like jam-packed it and I feel like we can probably do more episodes on this because yeah. it's just – 
Like I can't explain it. It's just like yeah. the pinnacle of most people's health issues Absolutely. is stress. I know we also – sorry, it just remind me we didn't touch too much on hormones as in female oh, true, we didn't. hormones. So we can do a whole podcast oh on that Oh, my hormones, God. But that is definitely a big driver. Yeah, unfortunately for most for, – for a lot of women, elevated cortisol inhibits or stops ovulation because due to really low progesterone. So to make yeah. progesterone you require cortisol. Sorry, to make cortisol, you require progesterone yeah. and therefore it uses up your progesterone. So we're constantly doing um, hormone testing in clinic. Yeah. And so a lot of women will experience severe PMS or just really bad PMS, irritable, emotional, sore breasts. Mm. Um, they won't notice that hunger in between just before their period in that luteal phase. And then, yeah, they're not in noticing those cervical mucus changes um, around ovulation, increased libido and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to kind of summarise – yeah, we missed we missed that part, but I feel like we'll do another podcast. Definitely on it. a big one, but yeah, we'll go into those kind of health topics we spoke about today in more detail again. And do have a few um, past podcasts on IBS and yeah, those underlying drivers as well. But it's always important to get to the root cause. Hundred percent. And I was just going to really say quickly say, and for anyone out there who's like, oh, why why is ovulation important? But like as you think, it's like a natural process that needs to happen in the body and it's, it's so it's a sign of healthy body so getting yeah. in regular healthy 28 day 32 day cycle minimal symptoms and you're ovulating means you're healthy so if you're not ovulating um that means yeah. your body's stressed out or something's going on yeah. um uh, so yeah your female sex hormones and male sex hormones low testosterone these days is seen a lot as well yeah um and things like that so yeah um but I think that's it. So pretty much, guys, if you wanting, like you're thinking, listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, my God, everything is me. Like I need help with this. That's where clinical nutritionists can make immersed changes because we work very holistically. So we look at the body as a whole. So we're not just going to work on your nutrient levels and diet, but we're going to look at, okay, what are you doing for exercise? What are you doing for downtime? What's mm. like maybe you need to a see more it. holistic approach because you can't disregard the rest you know of one it. element. You have to look at it as a whole. Obviously, yeah, mm. looking through nutrient mm. intake, underlying nutrient deficiencies. Yep. Looking, yeah, yep. and at, so at Pure Health, we have our ultimate reboot program that gives you like weekly accountability check-ins, weekly recipes. Um, you get access to like whoever your practitioner is. So Nicole or I, Monday to Friday. You get a personalised plan every four weeks. You come in and see us in clinic or online and essentially that gives you so much support. I and mean, then we look into pathology testing, hormone testing, stool testing, whatever the person needs. Um, mm. And, yeah, we can really like stop or help support stress not being mm. the driver of your health issues and really help you feel good again mm-hmm. and your best. So if you want more information on that, you're welcome to send us a DM or head to our website. There's lots of information and you can book straight in for mm. initial consultation in person or online. We work with pe- Men and women all over Australia. Yeah. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed today um, and got lots out of it. But, yeah, really try and start implementing some of those goals around lowering your stress. There's no shame in seeing a psychologist or some kind of therapist. So book that in. Um, and, yeah, anything else you want to add? I think that summarizes summarize a lot of it. But just, yeah, be kind to yourself in the process and, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the, yourself. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoyed today. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye.